Well, hey, everybody, it's an honor to be here. Um, I do love outreach, as Dr. Youssef said. I have worked with Young Life staff for 30 years, and a lot of you are familiar with that <clears throat> ministry, and we go out and get the furthest people, and uh, sometimes uh, they don't look too good. And we all have our little piece in the body of Christ, and uh, that's my piece, albeit small. There's <laughs> not a lot of glory out there walking with, with folks that are broken, but it's my passion and it's my honor that Michael asked me to get to be part of the outreach team here. So thank you so much to all of you, too. Um, my granddaughter, uh, years ago, Millie, uh, who was not one of Rand and Jenny's granddaughters, but a uh, cousin, um, was staying at our house and with Wes and Anna, our, uh, my son and his wife. And, and uh, she said, Papa, would you uh, walk down to the school? There's a school right next to our house. And, and let me ride my scooter, uh, which is a really nice Barbie scooter with all the roughly things, you know, and all that stuff. I raised three boys, Susie and I did, so uh, I wasn't familiar with it, but she's our first granddaughter, so she's probably around six or seven years old. So we go down to school, and then there's a playground over the hill, so she didn't want to, you know, ride her scooter up the hill. It was too hard, and so she left her scooter, and so we played for a while. We came back, and the scooter was gone. And she got really mad, and she's real little, and she clenched her fists like that. And she said, Papa, I'm going to say a really bad word now. <laughs> and I don't want you to tell my mom and dad. <laughs> you know, that's outreach ministry, y'all. It's like, what do I tell and what do I don't tell, you know? So um, anyway, I started thinking, what would my uh, six-year-old granddaughter know what word to say when she's mad, and it will probably be whatever Wes and Anna said in the kitchen, you know? <laughs> so, um, and she said, and she looked up with these big eyes, and she said, Papa, some redneck stole my scooter. <laughs> and I, I went, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Got me out of that one. Well, what comes to mind is judgment, right? And even at six years old, we're going to judge the person that took my scooter, and we're going to even name what they're like when we don't know. And we do that for the furthest out, don't we? And with Young Life, I've been in many lunchrooms in high school, and I've seen kids sitting there alone, and they're normal-looking kids. They're just nice kids. But they might have said something mean and something unpopular, and that child is scored every single day they wake up. It's exhausting sometimes. The girls' gymnastics team years ago in the Olympics that won the gold medal. I think it, one of the final events had to come down to one of the gymnasts having to get a 10.0 
on a four and a half inch balance beam. And doesn't our life look that way that we have to get a 10.0 on four and a half inches of margin? Say, Lord, I'm exhausted. I, I can't do this. It's too much. But the world holds up that scorecard. And I remember that girl looking at the judges as she finished life. Her life hung on that scorecard. And every single day, our children are scored that way. They're held up a scorecard, scorecard, scorecard. Every single day and the exhaustion of that, and there's no freedom in that. You're living by a number. There is no freedom in that. You're captive to sin. You're captive to judgment. You're captive to a scorecard. And for me, as I tried to live that life and get that 10.0 on a four and a half inches, I began to realize the older and older and older I got, I can't get a 10.0. Lord, I'm exhausted. The scorecard is here. And the Lord said, Randy, my scorecard doesn't look like this. It looks like this. Still brings tears to my eyes, y'all. Do I deserve it? <laughs> no. Am I a 10.0 guy? Well, y'all ought to look at my report cards from years ago. <laughs> I'm definitely not a 10.0 guy. But I know Jesus saying, yeah, you are a 10.0. Because my scorecard is this. Uh, we have a camp in Colorado, Young Life. We've brought hundreds and hundreds of kids through the years um, out there. And many times at camp, uh, kind of like what Jeff was saying, there comes a moment when somebody comes up to you or you hear the story of Jesus. And a kid came up to me after uh, one of the meetings, and he said, Randy, can I talk to you alone? And I went, sure. He said started saying all these things that he dropped less than the scorecard. And, and I told him, I said, I, he said, well, I, I don't know what to do. He, he, he wasn't crying. He was weeping. That's what happens, I think, when you Holy Spirit moves over you. And he said, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'm trapped. And I was able to say, the Lord knows you. The Lord knows what you've done. And he's saying, you're okay. You're my beloved. And he said, well, I've heard this on TV and everything else, but I want to pray to receive Christ. The moment that the scorecard drops in your life is in the moment you claim this scorecard you will be free you will feel peace at times that passes all understanding the thieves on the cross one chose to die in anger and
and still saying, I'm going to run my own scorecard. But the other thief, like me, through an unrecognizable Jesus physically, recognized Jesus. And he said, Lord, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? I guess the verse that I read over and over and over again and think about over and over again is Jesus saying to him, today you will be with me in paradise. That Jesus does not forget us when we are hanging by a thread. Uh, I thank God that we can go to those people and say, Jesus loves you. Yeah, but you're going to throw some Bible verse at me right now, aren't you? No, not right now. (laughs) Jesus loves you. And today, you can make a choice to be with him in paradise. That gives me hope. Hope in a broken world, hope in a broken body. Um, Many of you all know that we have been through devastating loss in our family. Uh, We lost a child uh, 12 years ago, 28 years old, and my son, poor Rand, had to make that phone call to me and his mom in the middle of the night. I don't know how he did it. But I felt like the paralytic on the mat. (laughs) I was down for the count. I was paralyzed. And friends lowered me through the roof in front of Jesus. And I said to Jesus, Jesus, I want to get up and run. I want life the way it used to be. And I want to run and I want to have fun. But I have two broken legs. That's how you feel in grief. Any of you guys ever want to talk to me about grief? Boy, I'm here. You tell me when, and I'll be here and talk with you about it. But I felt like I had two broken legs, and I couldn't get up and run. But I went, you know what? Jesus is going to heal me for those two broken legs. He's going to fix me up. And it took me a number of years to understand this. He said, no, we're not going to fool your legs right now. We're going to tell you that your sin is forgiven. I didn't want to hear that at the time. I wanted my legs fixed. Your sins are forgiven. Now you go live your life. That comes first. The thief on the cross, today, that day he was with Jesus in paradise. So, as Jesus told his disciples, this do in remembrance of me, my body broken for you, my blood shed for you. He's done that for all of us. I would say that the thief on the cross in the most amazing way said, Lord, would you remember me too? It's just a beautiful exchange of relationship. We have that opportunity with the Lord. So as we celebrate today, I would say this, we can walk out And know that there is no scorecard for us but this.
And I thank God for that. Thank you.